just the part that gets me is, I don't know, I felt like it was an agreement. We're going to work from 12 to 4, and then we would not work. The 12 to 4 was a schedule that we came up, but it was based on, on you. It's based on us. I know. It's See, based I don't on want it based on me. If it's based on me, I don't want it. What does that mean? It means we should all agree upon it and stick to that. That's all. Then why have an agreement? I mean, if it's, it's a project that we're all working on collectively, and when I leave, work is done on it, that part bothers me. I gotta tell you, dude, it's pretty difficult to respect a four o'clock thing when you show up at 12.25 and he shows up at 12.35. It's, it starts right there, okay? And Good. It's sort of, I don't know, it just becomes difficult, you know, when it's not a two-way thing. You know, you didn't say, you didn't apologize when you came in. You didn't say anything. You just came, showed up at 12.25. You know what I'm saying? I saw him late. That's so funny coming from you. Yeah. No, it really is. But thanks. Huh? What do you mean? No. Never heard him say that once in 20 years. What? Sorry I'm late. Billions of times you were late. You guys have issues. You guys have a long list of issues that you guys need to go through. It seems to me like there's a lot of history that you guys need to work out. It's been a fucking year and a half with this. It just doesn't seem like we're getting far. I'm more important than Metallica. Well, of course you are. You're listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network. We are balls deep into March Badness. This week we got the Metallica record Saint Anger, which is so bad. I'm not even sure where to cue in here. Do I stop here? Do I, is this a spot to stop? To, you know, to set up the... I honestly got I have no idea. Should I stop? Should I have stopped back there? Oh, whatever. Metallica Saint Anger. Enjoy. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined by the madly in anger with me, Loose Cannon. How are you this afternoon, Loose? Angry as always, and in love with you as always. Aw. How are you? Uh, I'm the same. Uh, <laughs> wow. Now you feel now that you feel a little uncomfortable. You want to you want to bro dragging it out. You wanna, I do kind of want to. I want to take my shirt off and uh, uh, tell you to quit acting the fool. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I love and hate you on equal levels, pretty much all the time. Okay, let's do a virtual uh, chest bump and fist bump and continue on. Yes, I just did. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> Uh, well, we, uh, we before we get into today's topic, why don't we do uh, our? We have a beer contributor this week. We do. We have a guy named um, uh, Joshua Tumay, um, Tumay, who has an all kiss podcast called Talk Tumay. Yeah, check um, it out. Uh, it's all about the Unmasked album too. It's like mm-hmm. every week he just breaks down a little nuance of that album. So, yep. There's an entire 50 episode series just on two sides of a coin. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you if you do the math right, that's a hundred sides. 
100 episodes. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, or 150 sides, depending on how you, you, you <laughs> equate that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, but, uh, uh, Josh uh, actually bought us the uh, that, that Stone Brewing released a Metallica beer called Enter Night. Uh, but- Enter Night. You get it? Yeah, yeah. It's a, a, a reference to a Metallica tune. Anyway, um, I went to great lengths to find this thing on my end because I know you, you, you almost immediately messaged him and copped out. Like, I can't find it. Not anywhere. I mean, I haven't gone and looked. Once I, again, slanting the story, but continue on your bullshit story of what it Anyway, uh, they did have it at the, at the local Total Wine because I, I saw it there when it oh. came out. I just never bought right. one. I went. I went and looked again, and it was gone. And uh, I started. I went to their website. Said that there was none in the Twin Cities. My stepson bought it at a local grocery store called High V in Owatonna, where you know it's it's my hometown. So I went to a couple High Vs up here in the Twin Cities looking for it, and I tried two other liquor stores. The reality is, it was a very short run based on uh, the people that I talked to at the liquor stores, and we weren't able to find it. So I messaged Josh this morning, and. I asked him if he had uh, a backup uh, option, and he said, just drink whatever. It's a beer on me. So thank you, Josh, for this beer. And because he picked the Metallica beer, we're going to – that's why we we, we put it – we kind of skipped it ahead in line and put it on this Metallica episode. Yeah, no. um, And again, his name is actually Josh. His podcast is called Talk T-O-O-M-E-Y. Check it out. New metal, little mix of everything. Great interviewer. Yeah, great interviewer. He interviews everybody. He's done the Cottonmouth Kings, I think, five times. <laughs> if you want to go do, check out the archives. But listen, but they, uh, but I'll tell you my story in the Metallica beer is, is first off, it's by Stone Brewing, which is a large uh, brewer. Okay, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah, they're of, everywhere. Of, of, yeah. of substantial size. But when I went, the Total Wine, uh, they go, oh, it's been sold out since November. We don't have it. I'm like, okay, the, the articles I read said it came out this year, and you haven't even been here since November. Kept looking. Again, it was the guy who said the green can of Foster's is the only color it's ever been. Back up for a second. Here's my whole thing on this, and we're going to move on, is that you are Metallica. You're Stone Brewing Company. You're not putting out an overkill beer on uh, (laughs) Ted's fucking basement brew. Make a larger amount uh, uh, when you're when you're producing it, you're fucking Metallica. How can it be sold out everywhere? You're you know, make money. for someone who drinks so much of this asshole beer, how is it you don't understand this bullshit concept that all these microbrews do? Uh, Sh- guess short what? Run. They usually are not. No, let Jesus Go Christ. Ahead. Let me finish. Short run, limited availability. Get in line, or you don't get it. Is their whole fucking thing. All these companies do this, including Stone, which apparently is so fucking huge. Listen to me. The only short run I know <laughs> is from Indiana me. Jones, Temple of Doom. So don't go. Don't talk about short run that way. You got it? I think it's short round. Oh, it all, is, That's all these things do. Though. That's all they do. That's their whole thing. Fair enough. Can we move on? I'm happy Point to move is, on. Thanks for the beer, Josh. Where can somebody else contribute to our program, Luce? Um, they can go to gofundme.com slash absolutely drink. Or for ease of use, you can go to our Cobras and Fire Facebook page, click on the Shop Now button on the top, or wherever else we are pushing it on our feed, and it'll take you right to that page. For $5, you can purchase us a beer. You can It helps support the show. And you get a shout out, and we review it on the show. Anything else you'd like to add? 
I would like to add that you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Cobras and Fire. Please uh, say something nice about us there if you if you, if you you have the time. You can also do us a solid and give us a positive iTunes ratings. We probably should push that a little more because the, 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 better, the more ratings we get, the higher we come up on the news feed. It helps the show. That's the way you can help us out for free. And right. uh, we, you can also hit us up on Twitter at, at Cobra's Fire. If you haven't checked out podchaser.com, definitely do that. And leave us a five-star rating or 51-star ratings, as we, as we like to bitch about. So everything helps, honestly. So just uh, if, you, if you have five bucks, buy us a beer. If you just want to help out the show, just share it and like us wherever we're found. That's right. That's right. We may have a campaign in the uh, future. This is called uh, GoFundMe.com slash A. We're still working on it. <laughs> I like that we idea. Just, e. We just we need to make sure we uh, know that it's four A's and ten E's or something like that and an I. We, it's, uh. We're still working it out. So what are we here to do? Well, earlier in the week, you, you pointed out uh, something about uh, the tonight's or today's record that uh, kind of a similarity. We did Saints of Los Angeles. We have another yeah. saint. We do. We have another saint in the house, and that is a very angry saint. His name is Saint Anger. Ah, yes. Produced by Bob Rock, released mm-hmm. on my mother's uh, baptismal date, uh, June 5th, <laughs> 2003. Oh, it's a great day, if you remember. Oddly enough, this album was certified double platinum, I and it sold more than 6 million copies uh, overall worldwide. I, I, I was a little surprised by that number. I, I expected it to go platinum because it's Metallica, but, I mean, the, the, this is not a, a widely loved album, and it had no, like, like hit singles. Um, uh, can, I, can I ask you something? Do you own it? I do. I'm actually holding it. I own it. it. I own it. I think percentage-wise, if you took whatever they sold from the Black Album, that two million makes sense because just from the I suppose. But I bought you know mine I mean? for two bucks used. Oh, you did. I didn't. I bought it. Uh, I'll go into that whole thing in a second. But please continue with facts, figures, and uh, and, and statistics. Well, a little bit about the record. Uh, Jason Newstead left just before the recording of this album. Uh, the official date was January 17th, 2001. I believe that was the day that I adopted uh, uh, my cat from uh, uh, the local shelter. Uh, he's, he cited personal and private reasons and the physical damage he did to himself over the years while playing the music he loved. But after seeing the movie, they, they you know that whole uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, it, Some it's kind actually of a song title. Some kind of monster. Track three on here. They did that documentary. Um, I, th- I think it's clear that basically he he was kind of irritated with the idea that they they were bringing in a, a, a therapist to to work through the band issues, and he also did, a, also a sweater vest. And he didn't like the idea that like while James Hitfield took a year off from the band. James also told him he can't do anything. Oh, they could do his own solo thing. So when he yeah, says yeah, personal yeah. and professional, I, I think he personally felt he was violated professionally. Uh, yeah, yeah, so James yeah. can take a year off to to take care of his issues, but I can't go record a, a side project. Side note: Did you you know remember the Newstead band that came out like maybe four or five years ago? Yeah, the the, the one that was named Newstead. Yeah, yeah, well, I featured then- a track of them on the the first album, the first episode I did without you. Yeah, now it's gone off of iTunes and Spotify and everywhere you can buy it. That's weird. That's what I mean. Like it's a great it out, record. 
Yeah, it's pretty solid, but it's, it's just just a side note thing. The uh, he, I think he was dissatisfied with the amount of people that purchased it or, or support he got, and he just vanished. He just yanked it everywhere. Online. Yeah, who, I'm not sure. But Inter- the- interesting, interesting guy, is what I'm saying. I think he basically ran versus quit. It's just sound like, you know, from the situation. But uh, continue, please. Well, in Ju- they started recording the record in July of 2001, and I mentioned uh, that Hetfield took a year off. He basically entered rehab for alcoholism. And I, look, I don't know anything personal about it, but I know shortly after this, well, like when he came out and like when he when they resumed recording almost a year later, like they basically put the record on hold for almost a year, he could only <laughs> work between noon and four. Now, I, this guy clearly embraced treatment and, uh, and and he definitely took it at his own pace and embraced it. But I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is like his wife basically putting an ultimatum like you either do this or we're getting I'm taking the kids and I'm leaving and that might have been the right thing for her to do but I just know around this time he was also seen holding her bag you know wearing like uh plaid cargo shorts and a $700 t-shirt on Rodeo Drive while she shopped and uh look I get it you, you want time with your husband and you want him to be a good father. But the fact that you're able to shop where you are is because of who he is and what he did. You cannot take him out in public dressed like that, holding your fucking bag. <laughs> is you that just can't. We're using that for the show art. <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah. Look, I'm just saying you, she, she reaps the benefits of all this stuff. You, you, you just can't do that. Anyway, what were you going to say? No, if you're saying that James is worth a deuce. <laughs> no, but 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 in all seriousness, uh, I do think it's uh, interesting that we are actually recording this podcast between noon and four. <laughs> hey, no doubt, yeah, uh, on a Hetfield schedule. So, <laughs> continue. Uh, I don't have a whole lot left. I mean, uh, basically, Kirk Hammett was told not to play guitar solos, and uh, boy, they, there is. We should almost do an episode on. Uh, how Metallica has fucked Kirk Hammett. Uh, Kirk Hammett is a musician, and the band James and Lars are the music industry. <laughs> they just find it one way after another to, to minimize this dude and make him feel like shit. You guys have issues. You know, 2003, it had been since 2007 that they put out, uh, you know, original material, if you didn't count those two silly songs on the symphony album uh which we'll go into in a second but i guess uh load and reload what are your thoughts on those albums just just a quick synopsis i, I think load's good reload it was there's a reason those songs weren't on load they just i don't know yeah yeah i think load is 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 a majority of a good album is it a great metallic album uh maybe not but it's a great i think it's a solid it's hard yeah. hard rock album if you just remove that Better that's what i had Yes, exactly. Reload is oh my god, terrible. The fact that they did the Unforgiven two and all that stuff on there just just direct. I have tried to go back to that and liked it. Now next next year or so, I felt that they redeemed themselves as the great the world's greatest cover band um, on their their two album Garage Days, um, which stands up still still to this day to me. And, yeah, you uh, know, I'm I'm not a big cover guy. Um, that disc one of the new stuff they did was yeah. great. Honestly, yeah. the, the the second disc, whatever. I mean, okay, it, it was it was kind of garage days, you know, put back out there with some Motorhead covers. But uh, the first disc is amazing, right? And then they did the what S and M thing, like uh, let's call it two thousand or so. That yeah, whatever. Uh, did, did I mean? Did, did you like that at all? I didn't think that they, they really enhanced any of the songs. I don't really, honestly, I don't know if that I ever listened to it at all. 
Wow. Okay. So other then than finally, what was played on the radio. Yeah. So anyways, that so no leaf sh- clover was stupid. Yes, that's what I mean. There's two songs on that that are original. And I can't remember any of them. Um, you know, the world and myself was fiending for a new Metallica album um, since it's been so many years since the original material. What about you? Where were you? Yeah, I was looking forward to it, um, but I did hear uh, a little bit of the music that came out ahead of it, and I got a little trepidatious with it. And when I think when the, when the first single hit the radio. I just said, eh, I'm going to wait a little bit. Uh, let me see till I get to hear the whole thing, like a friend or someone will buy it. And, yeah, that, that kind of validated my gut feeling that uh, this wasn't really the Metallica record I wanted to, uh, to to purchase anyway. I didn't buy it until maybe five years ago. I, I, wow. I, saw, I saw it used for two bucks. Now, I, I heard the thing plenty in the meantime, but yeah, I basically I, I accepted Metallica as a live act and uh, was just kind of turned off by this record in general. You have great restraint. I respect you for that. I got it uh, the day it came out, and so I get, we'll have two different perspectives there, I guess. So do you want to jump into the album, the first track? Anything else you want to mention first? Uh, no, no, I think it's a good time, man. So I bought it on Tuesday, day it came out. Can I uh, give you a recap since you enjoy all of the visual of me getting albums at, uh, <laughs> at, at stores and, and putting uh, it in my okay. Running so, the music to Chariots of Fire into Best Buy. Go yes, ahead. Yes. All right. what, so, uh, well, so this how time, was your day? Okay. So I ran to Best Buy uh, when I worked at Enterprise Run a Car, so I was wearing a tie, a suit, nothing like that. And I uh, got two name albums badge? that day. Huh? Na- name? No, no. Fuck a name badge. I've never had a name badge. Okay. Oh. Oh, I struck a chord. Hey, listen, whoever, whatever. Yeah, this is a loose. Listen, uh, for those that have uh, name tags, more power to you. I'm just letting you know that that's one of the things I have not had. But we're going to continue here now that I've made myself as, a, as an elitist asshole. And um, <laughs> I'm in Best Buy, and I decide there's two albums that, that, that Loose Cannon wants to get. And that is St. Anger and a curiosity for me because of this this uh, DJ named Danger Mouse who did all these remixes of Beatles with Jay-Z and a band called Gnarls Barkley with CeeLo. I took both of those albums, uh, 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 you know, kind of opposite ends of the spectrum, into my car, cranked up St. Anger, and the first song, as soon as I heard Tick Tock, Tick Tock, I took it out and I listened to Gnarls Barkley the rest of the way back to work. And I slowly got through the album. So that kind of puts the... The two ends of the spectrum there. Please, what, what are your initial thoughts after well, like five years? Well, all I can say to years? that story you just told is crazy. Does that make me crazy? Uh, I'll tell you this about frantic. Uh, yeah, the TikTok thing is kind of silly, but uh, it did it it did not strike me uh, the way it did you. I, I I love this song musically. I would love them to like just basically take the music, record it properly. Um, put the snare on the snare drum again, you do a mix, and then just rewrite all the, the, mu- the lyrics and melody and come up with a different song. Because I, th- I I think the this is classic Metallica as far as riffing. I mean, it is just these these subtle little little uh, signature changes that that you know you wouldn't see coming. Keep searching. 
search goes on. This search goes on. really cool to listen to without the vocals i don't like the way this record was recorded obviously well, well that's sure. that's a theme through the whole thing um everything sounds like fucking garbage i like the idea that they went for it though you know what i mean they said you know what we're gonna try something different i do like that you know that's a band that progresses but this is is almost this whole album kind of reminds me of injustice where they they almost wrote songs that were like musical gymnastics and but th- uh, this song in general, I I love all of the music. I just hate how it's recorded, how it sounds, and the music in or the lyrics and melody are just not very appealing. And, right. and you know, this is the beginning where you you find out if you early on that this is the James Hetfield rehab record when it comes to topical the the lyrical themes. I agree with pretty much everything you said there. That going back to it uh, this this uh, week when I was re-listening, music solid on this one, but just the the I, I mean Hetfield actually sounds like he's actually recording these vocals tick, while he's tick, in therapy. Tick, tick, like like tick, there's no tick, they sound tick. they sound bad. The it's it's very jarring the 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 melody. Uh, let's just take out the lyrics. Just just his his melody to to the to the song. It it doesn't work for me. It's a very difficult listen, and you know the low hanging fruit the thing has been been gone over, over over and over again. We'll just get this out of the way. I mean, when did Lars show up on the Sesame Street uh, set <laughs> and just fucking like get just like uh, just just grab Oscar, throw him out of his house, evict him, and take that to his to the studio? Because who thought that was a good idea? I just I, that's how how crazy they were in money that nobody said no. Nobody. There were so many yes men. They had, there's no, no, no doubt this, that movie that they did, if anything, cements the idea that nobody was willing to, even their therapist was like, I'm just going to fucking cash these checks as long as I can. Listen, those, those sweater vests don't come for free. You got to get money for them somehow. (laughs) The drummer Lars Ulrich. He said he 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 uh, achieved that unique sound on Saint Anger by turning off the snare on the snare drum. Now, I, are you familiar with what I'm talking about? There's that the, that little belt under a snare drum. You, there's like a lever you can turn it off or on. That's the that's the lever that makes drums sound like shit, right? Well, I, I'm not exactly. I'm not. I just know it's like basically there for a purpose. I don't know right. if it was to make this record sound like ass, but that seems like a lot of like foresight. You know, going back to when drums were invented. Um, but uh, the, here's a here's a here's a quote. Hey, let's do this because like in 50 years, Metallica is going to make a shitty sounding drum record. Um, Ulrich said this. One day I forgot to turn the snare on because I was wasn't thinking about this stuff. At the playbacks, I decided I really liked what I was hearing. Uh, and you know, I'm just going to stop there. I don't care. This this is the same guy that like when they were mixing, you know, Injustice for All, basically had had the guy mix the bass to where you couldn't hear it, and then said, "Take it down negative three more decibels." No, he they, clearly has a different, you know, voice in his head that that like what is pleasurable. He almost has this like punk rock, I want to fuck with people thing. Like he's almost like p- punking his own audience. 
multiple times. No, they're a very interesting band between Justice and, and even not finally giving the the audience what they want with the, quote, remaster yeah. version of and doing Jesus nothing, Christ. nothing yeah. to that. People are just like salivating for that Justice remaster. And then, okay, it's a little louder. <laughs> they did nothing else. I mean, Thanks. Like, seriously? Yeah. Come on. Give give part one and part two. I mean, yeah, as a want... Christmas gift for Lars, here's a copy of Crazy Nights, uh, the remastered edition. <laughs> Send them the link. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's just, uh, I mean, we're we, we still talking about anything between the drums. I mean, Lars is a public relations nightmare between his Napster <laughs> barking and, and his drum technique. I mean, like between those two, those, that three year span, I mean, the damage he did to himself doesn't matter. They're still billionaires, but yeah, a very questionable. All I have to say is that's pure Danish decision. I give him a break on this only because he's messing with his own product. I, I will say this one thing about Metallica that I really, really enjoy, and this is outside this record, is that they routinely do things just because it's a cool thing to do. Right. Yeah. Our, I mean, our favorite band, if they can't make a buck off it, they're not doing it. And when they do do something cool, it's probably going to underwhelm. This band continually... If you're a fan, if they, I mean, maybe we should talk about Lulu. They'll do stuff like that, and they'll do it because they want to. But at the same time, they'll redeem themselves with their audience by doing something like the Orion Fest or that 30th anniversary week where they pull everybody from Dave Mustaine to Glenn Danzig, and they just do all these shows, and then they give them to the audience for free. The right. people, no, I, the people I, who couldn't get there, can can fucking get the damn things. I understand. I agree. There, there should be a, a band 101 session that combines Pearl Jam and Metallica and say, listen, offer every concert you ever do as a downloadable file for 10 bucks on your yeah. website if you want to get it. How easy is that? It's There's a board every night. There's a they reason a lot of bands don't do that. It's because they're not that good. Okay, fine. But the ones that are, it's questionable that they're... Anyway, I agree with you is my point. They do a lot of things fan forward. I'll just call it that way. Yeah. Um, and they don't have that, to. They don't have to. So, but okay. So what's. They also um, didn't have to leave the snare off on the drums in this entire record. <laughs> right. But they did. Um, also, <laughs> did you know that the, the, the decision, I'll, I'll, I'll move on from this part too, is that, that Bob Rock at this point of his career, you know, was just writing checks to himself. Like This is an just, embarrassing period for Bob Rock, I think. He, of course it is. He was really hoping to be picked to be the uh, the the bass player for the band, which just seems like a really petty, shallow, you know, just uh, just uh, not a, not a good look for him. No, but also you got to realize this: his decision making and being a yes man and all these type of things. I don't think I don't even know if he was really pushing them towards doing this versus them just saying, "Here's some ideas," and he said, "Yeah, that's cool." Because past this. The Bob Rock paycheck ain't that rocking. He, I mean, he's he is pretty much done after this album. In the, no, uh, I, I did the like big... one thing about that documentary where it seems like at the end it's clear that James is is kind of on to both Bob Rock and the that 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 uh, whatever therapist. the band therapist, therapist. Yeah. game. Like he's like, it just seems like you guys kind of aren't really here to help us. You're here to continue this kind of negative cycle to keep cash and checks. Yep. Um, yeah, because Bob Rock was definitely influential in the Black Album, uh, and he was there to, to push them and, and challenge them. And I don't know, maybe on the load reload stuff he did too, but by this point, no, it was 
It was just like uh, he once once there was an opening to be a bass player and he's playing bass on the record. You know, uh, he, he it was clear he he was really wanting to be a member of Metallica at that point. Yeah, I think if they, they no joke on this one, uh, if they wanted to rename this album, it would be called Negative Cycle. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Next track, Baco, the title one. Ooh, Saint, Saint Anger, man. Saint. James actually sounds like he's singing off key in this. Right? Yeah. I, I, again, I like the music. I really do. I like. Uh, I like the epic length of the song. It's. It's. It's got that, you know, almost Master of Puppets era kind of girth to it, and it just doesn't deliver. Because again, it's so hard to get over how bad this record sounds, and you know, loose. You know. I enjoy shitty sounding records. I like hotter than hell. <laughs> okay. I'll just say this right now. Sin Anger, probably the best song on the album for me. And uh, the mm. video, the pr- whole prison thing, I thought was very odd. Uh, but it was but it was interesting to see Robert Trujillo's uh, just like snake. What do you call him? The, the, the I have no idea, walk? but I know exactly what you're talking about. His like uh, stage essence. Yeah, it's called the crab walk when he's going low and he's like almost giving himself like a doing squats on stage, like okay. moving um, place to place on it. But anyway, it was interesting to see him on there. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't Bob know Rock was not happy that it was him in the video. Oh, you want you want you want to see Bob Rock? <laughs> Maybe Bob yeah. Rock would have been crab walking while they were demoing. No, uh, I would love it. I would love to just do a, a be, really bad like uh, a digital effect thing where it's a crab with Bob Rock's head just crab walking across the hey, prison. Hey, real, real quick, uh, does anybody have worse hair than Bob Rock? Uh, your name is Bob Rock. Get some good-looking locks, bitch. F- fucking keep your lettuce tight. <laughs> no, it's not Bob Locks. It's not Bob Locks. It's Bob Rocks. Ugh. All right, let's, let's move on from Bob's uh, man. <laughs> By the way, he was the original White Lion. It's got a nice mane. Yeah, no? he lo- he yes, looked, no? He'd look great in White Lion. <laughs> great great White Lion snake. 
<laughs> Produced by Simba. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I don't know. What else do you have to say about this song? Oh, let's talk about Robert Trujillo real quick. Yeah, yeah. He um, Well, he didn't play on the record, but uh, as anybody knows who saw the, the documentary, he was given a million bucks. That's right. He said, got a million dollars. And the other guy from um, oh, Corrosion Conformity, Pepper, he almost made it. Yeah, he was in there. I think it's kind of. I don't think he actually was ever a legitimate candidate. Well, he was in the. He was okay. Fine. They at least put him. He's on definitely um, uh, Headfield's buddy. I would have liked to have him in there. Actually, better. I I thought uh, Trujillo was an odd choice until I saw them, and I'm like, I get it. No, I get. It. He's got a good stage presence. So yeah, and he's a good player. I mean, he's he's got, yeah. he's got a track record too. Yeah, did, sure. didn't they even have Les Claypool? Like oh, it, that would have been a horrible it, choice, I think. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, guys, uh, I like the song, but can we add some more beaver to it? There's no way he would have gone all primus on it. I mean, Belinda. people act like the guy can't play like anything but primus. It's like he's, he's like he's yeah. an off and on button, you know. I mean, it is guys, like guys, we're renaming the album Saint Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're naming it Saint. Well, known as Brown Beaver. (laughs) (laughs) What was the other song about, like, Jerry had a race car? Yeah, Jerry had a race car. Uh, Jerry Jerry was a race car driver. You got uh, My Name is Mud. Um, the oh, that's right. There's that. I, I'm actually a, a pretty big Primus fan. So yeah, there's that. There's also that that Primus song called Six Minutes of of uh, Noodling." <laughs> yeah, they are definitely a. Uh, um, well, let's just say uh, you have to be in the mood. Guess what? Less Claypool and Saint Anger, better album. Saying it right now. Beep, 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 beep. Frantic, beep, beep, bing, 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 TikTok, bing, 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 bing. Tick tock, tick tock. I'm madly in anger with you. <laughs> we have a new super group. What? Primetalica. I'm throwing it out there right now. Primetalica. out there that, that likes to do the little mixes like Rat and uh, uh, what was it? Marvin Gaye? Yeah. I need you to put put Winona's Brown Beaver together and St. Anger right now and get us to us before the showtime. Thank you. St. Anger is not a bad song. I mean, uh, again. It's not good. I'm saying it's the best Fucking record it normally, and I think I might actually enjoy it. Sing it in key. I don't know. Yeah, there's 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 bits and pieces of this one and Frantic, the first two tracks that I can see could have worked if it was crafted better in the in the uh, studio. A working so. title for the record was Bits and Pieces. <laughs> so the next is the name of the movie uh, and the third track, and that's Some Kind of Monster. And I can kind of summarize my thoughts on this album by, and I believe it's Lars's dad. So you're uh, summarizing the entire album on this? Yes. Comic. Okay. Well, I'm summarizing by the comment that Lars's dad. Yeah, yeah, says yeah, yeah. I'm movie. just saying, like, okay. you're not misspeaking. Okay. You're you're literally saying this is an umbrella comment covering yes. my attitude on the entire record. That's right, and that is they play. And by the way, great song, some kind of monster, because it has a nice two minute, uh, just a, a short two minute intro to when the song actually starts.
plays this bit to his dad, and his dad looks at him after you're playing playing with him and he goes, I would delete that. <laughs> my my favorite comment of the the entire the entire three hour documentary, and that is exactly right. So some kind of monster. Your thoughts? You know, on, on that, my takeaway from that what wasn't that necessarily his dad might have been wrong, but I don't think his dad his dad just sounds like a dick. <laughs> it's like your kid just said this, and you're like, like are you like 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 his dad is like some thrash metal expert. No, like, oh, he yeah. likes he likes some of the other stuff. He like, felt he should delete this. Yeah, uh, well, he was very. Uh, he let's just say like you didn't feel the warmth of anything that guy said about his son. You know what I mean? Like ah, the loving glow of a parent. Uh, I, I, I know. Look, whatever. This song to me is it's it's another one where I think there's a lot of really cool musical pieces to this. I'm just going to keep saying it over and over again. You might as well just like record this and just keep dropping it in. Like if they recorded this properly with a drummer who had a snare on his drum and then did actual vocals or maybe like just rewrite write all the vocals and melody, this would be a pretty cool tune. You know, this is this album is actually sponsored by Purina and they're going to call it Kibbles and Bits. <laughs> oh, God. Was that the one with uh, the or was that Chuck Wagon where like the, the little trailer would chase the dog oh, through the house? That's the best. It would, it would take him. Uh, yeah, it would t- take him in the background of, of that dog running around. It would the taste of puppy Chuck Wagon. It's enough to bring puppies running. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, I'd like to watch that commercial before I listen to this record again. Uh, it's, a, it's a great commercial. Love, love the Chuck Wagon. The taste of puppy Chuck Wagon. It's enough to bring puppies running. All right, the next song is named off of uh, My Car, which is Dirty Window. <laughs> Disgusting right now. I'm sure the winter is 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 making your car take a beating as well. Yeah, I'm. I'm wait, we're getting uh, some warmer weather this week, so hopefully I can give it a car wash before I get super dirty right away. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Yeah, this song is okay. Yeah, um, the the next song is called "Window Washing Fluid." <laughs> this one was. Uh, this song was actually sponsored by uh, Splash, the uh, windshield wiper fluid. Uh, um, drive safer down the road if you use a little splash. Apply a little splash when your windshield's getting dirty. Just apply a little splash when your windshield's full of grime, bugs, dirt, and snow. Just use a little splash and be safe on the road. Splash, splash, splash. Hmm, I like. Can you do the jingle? Drive safer down the roads if you just use a little splash. What is the best window washing fluid out there in Minnesota? Uh, whatever it costs a buck when I go to the uh, Menards or whatever. Splash, splash, splash. 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 Splash, splash, spl
Flashback. All right. Do you know you can make your own window washing fluid? We'll give you, oh, we'll give yeah, you the I'm recipe. Sure. Yeah, I, I think I saw that on Hack My Life. Uh, it was, it's like half urine and uh, half <laughs> vinegar with just a, a squirt of soap or something. But uh, you I know tell you, if for a one, buck, if I'll just buy a gallon of Splash. You want to talk about the most waste, time-wasting hack in the world. Just buy a dollar's worth of, of window washing fluid, and you <laughs> won't have dirty windows. Um, do you ever play this song while you're cleaning your windows? I, it's recommended. I, look, I actually just played this song for probably the third time in my life two hours ago. <laughs> so, no, no. I, I hope I've cleaned my windows more than I've listened to this fucking song. I just pulled up the Rain X website, and this is their theme song, Dirty Windows okay. by Metallica. What do you think? Splash, splash, splash. Excellent. Again, trying to get a buck, Metallica. Well done, whoever your manager Taking a page is. out but, of the Panic of the Disco. Marketing when you write music. Mm-hmm. Now, on that end, I do have to say, this song, I listened to it again this, this week. I listened to it back in the day, and I still cannot hum you or tell you what the, the song again. Can you right now? Do you, you know? Fair enough. Like I it? just wrote down. I didn't hate it. Uh, I don't remember how it goes. <laughs> we make a joke about working titles. That is a working title. <laughs> a dirty window. Yeah, I think I get another guy saying, "What was I don't do windows?" Was that one? Of the, maybe that was one of the things Bob Rock said, and they just turned it into a song. I don't know. And <laughs> I'll play I bass. Do, I don't do I'll windows. I'll play bass. But I'll suck all your dicks if I can be your bass player in your band. <laughs> Too long. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Well, it rolls off the tongue for him, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's go to the next song. That's a panic um, at the that's what that's what Panic at the Disco named this when they wrote it. <laughs> I don't do windows, but I'll suck all your dicks if I can be in the band. <laughs> 26 co-writers later. That was the final oh, version. Oh, God. Uh, I like the next song. Probably my favorite song. If I had to go back and go, I want to hear one more tune, it would be Invisible Kid. I like that. By far the least popular Marvel superhero, <laughs> but he's also the most likely kid in class to buy a Marvel comic. <laughs> I don't know. What does the Invisible Kid do? What's his powers? I mean, it's it's him and Aquaman. Somehow Aquaman made it to the big screen. Oh, oh god! How ridiculous it's, is that? By the way, it's Come a me- it's a metaphor, idiot. Get your what head is? out of your la- ass, loose. So old, the invisible kid is me? a kid in class that everybody ignores. He's not literally invisible. He just might as well be because nobody cares that James Hetfield's mom is weird. Hmm. I don't know. Another therapy know. song. Another therapy song. I just think it's a guy that just shows up in the woman's showers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Lord knows if I would have been an invisible kid, that would have been the first thing I did. Yeah, uh, I like the song. The first time it was uh, first time I heard it called Jeremy, <laughs> who's also Invisible Kid. And then uh, yeah, anyway, 
Continue. What else I like the best. Say? First time I heard it when it was called Spank Bank. <laughs> so we went from depressing to again a, a kid that's invisible, like a. a so you're envisioning. So we have two different versions. My version is the guy is like is like uh, a scene in Porky's. Yours is is a very depressed metaphor. Which one is it? We got to go with it. Well, I I actually did both. I went with the depressed mm. metaphor. I like it and. Naked or invisible guy jerking off in a in a girl's locker room while they shower. All right. Anything else you want to say about this song? No. We should get to the next song. Shoot me again. Which? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, next song is my world, but I have nothing else to say about this. So we can oh, go I skip my again. world. Uh, is that why, the, why is that a cover you? of the uh, of the Guns N' Roses tune? <laughs> <laughs> you know, right now, let's let's play a superior version of my world. You wanna talk to me? You wanna talk to me? You know, at this point, song titles are relevant. Track seven is called Shoot Me Again. They could have just called this Fan Challenge Round Seven at this point. Yes? Yeah, it, again, it feels like uh we're being punked. It really does. Like, it, uh, how far can you push your audience? I can tell you what, they can push me into sweet amber. Right now, at this point, I want to go listen to Lulu. Right now, at this point, if you took the worst, and I do like some corn, but this is by far the worst corn album I've ever heard. (laughs) Right now, if I had to choose between listening to this song or having my testicles removed, it'd be a difficult decision. (laughs) Right now, if you wanted to give me a catheter with a stick of asparagus, I would choose that over continuing this record. (laughs) Why asparagus, man? Right now... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if I had to choose between listening to this record or spending <laughs> spending a week with the singer from Smash Mouth at a family reunion, I'd choose that. Right now, I would rather sit down with Mike Tramp and have him explain all 11 of his solo albums track by track. <laughs> Does he have 11 solo albums? I didn't know. <laughs> It's right. He starts the whole interview off with that. You might know me from White Lion, but I've also released 11 other solo albums. Right. Let's do them track by track. Apparently, we love this record equally. Um, Sweet Amber, I honestly, I, I don't have any notes on this, and I don't recall what it's like. I can't sing Dirty Window through the song at all, and I just heard it again. This goes to the whole. <laughs> this is like the Van Halen 3 of... of of uh, this band too because even if I disliked this album or disliked Van Halen 3 my point is none of these have melodies that stick in your head at all at all it's riff soup that never made it I wonder if even uh, do you think that Kirk even at least that these are his riffs or do you think he deleted them off his iPhone a mistake like last time (laughs) yeah another another, uh, uh, the way that they they fucked Kirk over Um, I, I no this is all James yeah okay I do like the next track. The unnamed feeling? I do. Yeah. Even um, though I think the the title like gives me a lot of trepidation like at this point cuz you know it's all the rehab and the, like like I'm all the lyrics are basically regurgitating the posters in in his uh therapist's office. Sure. It it actually made me feel that James Hetfield is kind of stupid. Um but the unnamed feeling uh while the title gave me some trepidation, I think the song delivers.
like shit should be re-recorded but i like it i think it's a good song i don't get it there you know the working title for this was just called the stranger <laughs> the rib stranger yeah is it, it uh, the lyrics were uh i am so in anger with you as i sit on my left hand <laughs> until, it's, until it's numb and slowly put it in my lap that was the original lyrics now the unnamed feeling i gotta tell you this this is uh, when I hear these lyrics, by the way, now that I'm just looking at them, I'm not even going to go through them when I'm on the show, but just looking at these, I'm like, this is the guy that wrote Master of Puppets? Yeah. For who the, whom the bell tolls? I mean, it just looks like just random shit you would w- write down while you're – just, just, there's no uh, – You can't ju- separate it, what he, uh, clearly what he was dealing with personally with, <sighs> with, with what he did with this record. Um because it did seem like he had to go through this noon to four phase, this tour only on the weekends phase, to get back to where he was comfortable, you know, being on the road and not drinking. But can I ask you this? Yeah. Noon to four, does that include lunch? <laughs> no, it does not. No, he had lunch. I, he, I it was on him ate- to hit Chick-fil-A on the way to the studio. You sure? Yeah. And then it he, sounds would, like a- he would have early dinner with his kids at four o'clock. I gotta tell you, I think noon to four sounds like a working lunch. So I'm thinking that there's only about an, maybe three hours, and he's eating through the through, through this through these sessions. I'm just saying. You, you, you know, the, uh, on a serious note, you actually see like uh, how much of a control freak this guy could be when he uh, like basically loses his shit because noon to four, he thinks it should mean noon to four for everybody. Right. Like yep. when he leaves, shut the lights off. Power everything down. We all go home. You can't sit back and listen to anything we did. I'm more important than Metallica. Uh, and that, you know, you, you realize that, like, you know, that's the side of him that he's still overcoming. That, that has nothing to do with the alcoholism. That just, just shows, like, how frustrated he probably is with the whole thing. Right. And also not, you know, letting Newstead do his own thing. like getting mad. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was more him than Lars, right? I do, yeah, I did, because okay. Lars it seems like he doesn't really give a shit. He's like, well, because even Lars like makes that point, like he's he's thinking Metallica might be done, and right. Newstead is doing this thing, and then <laughs> Newstead bails before they come backstage. <laughs> that seemed almost staged for the cameras, though. All right, Baco. So the last two tracks, tracks ten 
and eleven. Which, by the way, this this uh, album clocks in at right on uh, over <laughs> 70, 75 minutes. With the last song being nine minutes long, called "All Within My Hands." Um, over that, uh, let's just call it eh, roughly. Actually, no, not almost not yet. Nine minute journey. Oh, the last fourteen minutes of the album. What can you recall? Um, my only notes here. I I enjoyed the music for uh, all within my hands. The last song. I have nothing for purify. Yeah, the the seventy five minutes is just just they're getting really close to that eighty minute max you can fit on a CD. You know, it's like is that their goal? You know, uh, it must be. Like with no Master of Puppets and Injustice for All, they didn't fucking put eleven songs on there. Yeah, you know, it's just it's eight nine or something like that. I assume it was the version you had too, but at least the when they first came out, did yours have a DVD in it too? Yeah, or not? yeah, it does. Okay, so two it was bucks. the entire, huh? Two bucks. All right, good job. That's a dollar per disc, just so you know. Minnesota math. Um, so they had so so I got that and I and I was told, hey, if you don't like the sound of the drums, listen to the DVD, which is them playing it live, except you can turn it to just audio in the background. Yes, did you ever listen to that or not? Probably not, no. Okay. Well, the point being is that, um, yes, the drums were not recorded the same way, but unfortunately the songs remained the same, so it didn't matter. <laughs> I tried it, though. I was like, okay, maybe it's just the drums. Maybe that's distracting me from the fact that all these are, are genius songs, but I know there are people out there that like this album. Really? Who? <laughs> I am unsure exactly those people. I actually do this. I haven't met the, one the, yet. I have... Actually, uh, my step, my stepson... He has a review for this record. Eh, not that bad. He loves Metallica. <laughs> right, but I think it's if you were to give if someone were to hand you this disc and said, "Check out this fucking band. They're great. Get into them." And you didn't have the Metallica <laughs> brand, you didn't have all this stuff like that. You would look you would again, I use this example all the time. We do the we do this with our favorite bands. You try to like it. Take that out and this, look at it as the piece of music it is. This is not the gateway drug to Metallica. <laughs> no. This is the crazy nights of Metallica. <laughs> oh, hey, by the way, where, do, where does this fit on the Sonic Boom scale? Because so far, I will take every record we've done over Sonic Boom. You uh, you, you, you said no to Saints of Los Angeles over Sonic Boom. Um, I would take that over Sonic Boom. Um, but you said crazy nights over Sonic Boom. Where does this fall yep. in line? Sonic Boom, 100%. I'm in there. And they're like swimwear. I, I cannot get enough of Sonic Boom after listening to this. It is a pleasurable, <laughs> pleasurable listen. It, 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 if I put these on, if you were putting in those, those scales, you know, you have uh, where you make sure that the, the cocaine is perfectly balanced or whatever, you have them in, uh, uh, you put that on there, pff, fucking tips the scale, Sonic Boom. This thing just launches San Anger across the room. I just slipped Sonic Boom a, a Sonic Boom a roofie and had my way with it after listening to this record. Yeah, I, I am. I'm going all Sonic Boom over Whoa! this goddamn people. Shit. You've heard it. Baco has just preferred Sonic Boom over San Anger. I uh, think that is all you need to know. Yes. <laughs> right now, I'd rather shove a renews it up my ass than listen to this record again. I don't even know what that is, but I understand it's not a compliment. You want to get out of here, Lewis, man? Oh. Oh, God, yes, please. Uh, me too. Rock is not dead. But it's got a dirty window, it's invisible, and it wants to shoot me again. You guys ready? ready All right.
right now, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't even think of something like this. Um, it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.